they're going to get to know you. So that's the difference between platform marketing and Zillow. Zillow, yeah, they'll see your little face every time they look at a house, but they don't really get to know you other than, oh, that's weird. She sure has a lot of listings. That's what they think. But with this, all of a sudden they're seeing all of your ads. And it's not about like, hey, buy from me. It's like, hey, here's my other listing. Here's my listing. Here's some information about me. Here's something funny. It just helps them feel like they're getting to know you. And I think, you know, in this day and age, it's all about being a local celebrity. This is the Platform Marketing Show, where we interview the most creative and ambitious real estate agents in the country, dissect their local marketing strategy, and get the behind the scenes scoop on how they're generating listing leads and warm referrals. We'll dive into the specifics of what marketing campaigns are working for them, how much they're spending on those campaigns, and figure out how they have perfected what we call the platform marketing strategy. This is your host, Tim Shermack. I'm the founder and CEO of Platform. I love marketing and I talk too much. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Tim Shermack and welcome back to another episode of the Platform Marketing Show. I'm joined this morning by Nancy Brooke uh, in Billings, Montana. Nancy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. So Nancy has uh, built a successful career as a, a real estate salesperson in, in Billings, Montana, as well has started to build out a team that's producing as well. Uh, we were just we were just uh, uh, chatting before the show, and I think yeah, the total volume last year was around twelve million dollars, and that's in a market, Billings, Montana, where the medium sales price kind of hovers between three fifty and four hundred thousand. And I always think that's an important asterisk to add because when you hear that you know someone's selling twelve million, it's like well, if they're in a market where all the homes are a million dollars, it means they sold. A, you know, like a dozen homes last year, but you're having to do a fair amount of volume to hit 12 million. So that's, that's a pretty impressive, um, Nancy, one thing I want to dive right into and ask you about is that you actually have a pretty impressive corporate background, um, before you ever got into real estate. I know you have an MBA, you've worked in marketing, uh, before getting into real estate. And so how has that, how has that informed how you think about business development, how you think about marketing in terms of like, what works in the corporate world versus what you see working now in your real estate career. Yeah. You know, just as we were talking earlier, before we hit record, that is a really interesting thing that's happened in the world. Now I was in marketing and advertising before we even had computers doing all of our work. So it's been a long time, but what I've seen through the years is that, you know, if you're talking about a big corporation, like I worked for a regional bank and I worked for a regional healthcare center in the marketing area and business development. And one of the things I would say is when you're working for corporate, it's all about building your brand. And the brand isn't me personally working in marketing. It's not about a specific doctor, typically a specific lender, what it's about is building the brand. Now, when you're talking about real estate, what I've seen since I've been in the business since 2015 is the change from marketing like a box brand. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people who probably are part of a franchise, which is fine, but that used to be the draw. Oh, you're with Remax, you're with Better Homes, you're with Century 21. We're, we want to work with you because you're with this company. What I'm seeing now 
is that marketing isn't so much about getting the name out of the brand. It's more about getting your personal connection with an audience. People want to work with you and it's less important what the big box name is behind you as it is you connecting with the individual. So that's what I think has changed. It's become one-on-one -on -one, and that's why things like video have become just so important to mix in with real estate. Yeah, I think that's definitely a point of disconnect between most most brokers and most agents now is the brokers are often living in this world of yesterday where they imagine that people care about Century 21 or the balloons at Remax or Keller Williams or EXP, you know, whatever brokerage, right? They're all the same. People do not care. Homeowners do not care what brokerage you're with. They want to work with the individual agent. And we know this because if you're a top agent and you let's just say that you were with uh Remax, you know, and you were selling 50 homes a year and you had a great reputation in your target market community. If you move from Remax to Century 21, probably all of those people will still want to work with you again. They have literally, and I mean literally in the literal dictionary sense of the term, they have literally zero loyalty towards Remax or Century 21. It's all about the actual agent that they worked with. So it just it just doesn't make any sense to spend your marketing energy or dollars promoting the literal, you know, brokerage brand when you should be promoting your personal brand. And I started off with a very small independent broker here in Billings. And I worked with this broker for a year and I made a switch to uh, a Remax brokerage. And the reason was just the splits, even though the office fees were more, the splits were just a little better. So overall, I was going to have a little better opportunity. What I found is I didn't miss a beat. And when I went after a year at Remax to starting my own brokerage, once again, nothing changed. Clients were just interested in what my name was, uh, just so they knew how to get a hold of me. Now, what's the name of your brokerage? So that was it. So I think that's a really good point. And again, you know, it's, it's fine. I'm sure there's probably some people where the brand matters, but I haven't found it's slowed my business at all when I went from a big box brand to my own independent brokerage. Yep. Yep. And I know that, you know, when we were talking before the show, you mentioned that uh, the uh, a platform marketing strategy is not the first marketing program that you've tried as an agent. You were, uh, you know, you uh, really dove deep into YouTube, you know, trying to build that YouTube channel for a while. And previously you spent a lot of money with Zillow over the years. Do you want to walk me through kind of your, your marketing journey in terms of what you've spent money on what has worked because again i think your perspective that you have an mba you used to work in corporate marketing uh it'd be it'd be really interesting to hear your analysis of like the pros and cons of zillow or youtube versus right. what you're doing now with platform yeah you know that's a really great point and i would say so right before i went into real estate i had a corporate sales job which basically you know was grueling. So when I decided to go into real estate, I knew I did not want to go back to corporate marketing. I did not want to go back to corporate sales. I had to do whatever it took to make this work. So I decided that I would invest in Zillow and Realtor.com Realtor at the time. Now this was 2015. So it's it's been a bit. At the time, I would see a great return, especially with my Zillow leads, 
they tended to be with realtor.com, they disperse them to multiple agents, the same lead. And so you might click on three houses and three different agents will get the three different houses times three. So with Zillow, it was a little bit better. It was a little more expensive. What I found, you know, just evaluating my marketing dollars was I was making two to $3 for every dollar I spent, which is great. I mean, who wouldn't want that kind of return? I also focused on areas where they would maybe be newer buyers. So they would be maybe a little more forgiving to a newer agent. So I think that's important as well. It depends where you are in your career. If you are brand new, first time home buyers are going to be a little more understanding that you're new, they're new, and they might not mind. And I never had anybody mind on that. So that's where I started. What I found um, through the years is that Zillow, what they will do and you know, I've told my rep this, so, you know, it's, I'm not trying to bash on them. If it works for you, that's great. Well, but what they will do. <laughs> oh, to be clear that you can bash on Zillow. So. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? They helped me build my business. They helped me get a loyal, loyal clientele. I still do some Zillow advertising. I will, I will add the context that you can bash Zillow. You can bash any other company. Frankly, you can bash platform on, <laughs> you know, because I want it to be about what's actually worked because we have we have we have many clients even right now that work with platform that are getting results but they also spend money on Zillow because Zillow also gets them results you know frankly anywhere you can spend a dollar and make two why would you not do that right exactly and and that's exactly where it was yeah yep and so what i found through the years is Zillow and of course billings believe it or not has been a really hot market so a lot of people want to move to Montana, you know, they've got freedom, open spaces, you know, people just, you know, government pretty much leaves people alone, which people like, you know, the ones that are moving here. So are what, you, uh, are you what, from Billings originally? Are you from Billings? I grew up in a little town nearby okay. called Laurel. So I, I mean, I went away for college, but pretty much this has been my home, this area. So what I what I found, though, through the years is that Zillow would release more, they call it inventory. So they'll release more inventory, and then you can bid on it. And so pretty soon, you know, you're paying more. But when it comes down to it, when you look at how many calls you're getting, versus how much you're paying, what they were doing is kind of sneakily raising their prices with these inventory releases, without you really knowing it. And so it took until towards the end of last year. And I was like, what is going on? I mean, my bank account isn't where it should be. I mean, I'm making sales. And I realized that that $2 for every dollar spent was not happening in particular, when I have to share some of my commission with my buyer's agents, because my goal is to help them build their business. So just down the road, it's not just me being a solopreneur. I want to have an, a business and I want to have something that's sustaining. And I want these ladies to you know, really kill it in real estate. So it just wasn't making any sense. I mean, I was really stunned. I cut out a lot of my marketing dollars at that point um, to just not be spending the money. And, and at, you know, at that at that time in your business, Nancy, how much how much a month just to give our listeners some specifics some context? How much? I don't even I don't even want to say it was, uh, it was a bunch of money. I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars. Was it so. 500 a month or 2,500 a month or $1,000 oh, a month? Or... More than, more than that. So it's more than five. I mean, it was. You were, you were spending $5,000 plus a month on Zillow. Exactly. Okay. Okay. 
it was a lot of money. And but at you know, and, at that time it had a return. So for well, at first it did. And and like you said, if you can spend a dollar and get two to three back, it's kind of ridiculous to not do it. Yeah. Right? So even though it sounds expensive, if you were spending thousand dollars a month on it, but it was bringing in twelve or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars a month, obviously that's a really good trade. Exactly. And so and what I found too is that some zip codes weren't producing. So I think I told you I started with a zip code that was, you know, tended to be lower end price range. And so it attracted a lot of first time home buyers. I was also in zip codes towards the end of this where they were higher end buyers, higher priced houses. But what I found as these are strangers, okay? And I'm good on the phone. I'm not trying to, you know, toot my own horn, but I'm good at converting people. But what I found with these higher end people is they pretty much either had somebody they intended to work with. They were just kind of, you know, checking things out or they would ask their friends if there was somebody they should work with. So once they're at a certain degree, they don't have as much likelihood to work with strangers. Yeah. So on the, on the Zillow platform. Exactly. Yeah. Cause if you're in the, in the billings area, you know, I imagine a, you know, a 700 or $800,000 home is definitely considered luxury. And if you're, if you're searching on Zillow, you, you know, like request information, let's say on a $700,000 home, if you're that successful in life to where you can afford a $700,000 home, you probably already have your professional financial network of service yeah. professionals built out. You probably have a CPA. You probably have a financial advisor. You probably have a realtor that you trust. You're not going to click a button on Zillow and just be okay with the first you know, realtor that calls you from that. No, sometimes that's true. Obviously there's always exceptions. It, you know, when people were moving here from other areas, you know, I, I sold one house that was from a Zillow lead that was over, I think it was like 1.3 million from wow. a Zillow lead. So, you know, you definitely can get some quality leads, especially from out of town buyers. So I found myself working with a lot of out of town buyers and I found myself having to adapt to what their needs were. So I would do things like I have bomb bomb, which I'm sure you've heard of bomb bomb. So I would record videos on bomb bomb and then send it to them, you know, and, or do live showings. If they wanted to be there in person, we do zoom showings. So I learned how to be real adaptive with the out of town clients and what I what I started thinking about is how can I get in front of out of town people without paying Zillow? And I I really got mad because I finally I finally I finally figured it all out, which sounds stupid, right? I should have figured it out a lot before. But oh, they're releasing more inventory, and what they're really doing is raising my price. It's raising the price. Yep, and that's a trend, by the way, that we've seen across the country. It's definitely not just happening in you know Billings or Montana that. A lot of people who said that Zillow or or Realtor.com worked well for them in you know 2015, 2016, 2017, and on. In in about the last 18 months, we've heard a lot of people say that basically Zillow has always worked for me, and it really just isn't anymore. Now, maybe it's the interest rates. Maybe there's just a lot of tire kickers online that are looking, but they can't actually move forward. Like who knows what it is? But I think the undeniable mathematical truth is that Zillow is more expensive than it's ever been for what you get. 
It, it really is. And, you know, and so, you, ever, you know, the diet industry and the diet industry is always kind of telling you, well, it's your fault. You know, you, you had that snack, you know, all this stuff. And so you're like, yeah, you know, you kind of beat yourself up. So they use the same kind of tactic. It's like, well, you need to have a better conversion ratio. You know, your team isn't quite converting as well as you are when you're doing the leads. And it's like, well, you know, there's probably some truth to that. So we'd work on things and work on things. And then when I got my numbers and I was looking at the averages, I'm like, we're killing it. We're like, like we're like better than 97, 98% of all Zillow agents. So, I mean, we have really high rankings. So it, it wasn't a matter of people not connecting with us. It wasn't that at all. Now we could say that maybe it's like that keeping in touch with people. I think we had room for improvement there. So it did, it did help us with that everyone has room for improvement there, you know? Right, right. So I don't think we were sucking. Let's put it that way. I don't think we were so bad that, you know, no wonder why we're not making money. So it dawned on me that I needed to find a new strategy to attract out of town, out of state buyers. So then I heard about um, a strategy using YouTube with videos. And so last winter, uh, I think I started maybe, maybe it was right around Christmas time. I decided I was going to do videos. It's a little slower time of year here anyway. So I started doing these long form YouTube videos. I found an editor uh, to help me edit these. And, you know, there was a list of ideas. And my goal was to try to do three of these a week. And I was, you know, recording like my office a lot of times. I was doing it, um, you know, out in the field. I mean, it was, it was insane. And, and it's, these are like seven to 12 minute videos. Week or three a month, three a week. Holy cow. Yeah. That was the goal. Three so a week. You were almost like a full-time like video producer doing real estate on the side. If you're doing it was crazy. And then, you know, of course I'm trying to close deals and do all that. So I, I really, I went to, I went to see my daughter. She lives she lives near Louisville, Kentucky. And I was recording videos when I wasn't seeing her at my, you know, we have a little condo there. And I just, after that, I just was like, this is crazy. I can't continue on this way. So, I mean, I, I need to get back to it and do something, but I was just like done. I was just done with it. I did five months. I ended up with one sale. So it was a legitimate sale, I think $500,000 range. So definitely paid for it, but probably not my time. Sure. Um, and I just, I just was thinking, how am I going to do this? So in addition, I joined some uh, referral programs. So Dave Ramsey was one, and I actually have really good leads from them. You pay a referral commission, but the good thing is you don't pay unless you close. So, and I feel like I can compete really well on the phone with anybody else. And so I'm getting more than my share on those. And you know, so this is, you know, I'm trying to diversify, not rely on Zillow and Realtor.com. And I cut back, I cut back a lot on Realtor.com. And then I cut back significantly on Zillow. Um, so then somebody in one of the groups, and it wasn't anyone I knew, I was, I'm in a real, real two different real estate masterminds. One's called Real Estate Mastermind and one's Lab Code Agent. I don't remember which group. But somebody said, oh, you should check out platform marketing. And so I just clicked on the button and I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. Videos, Facebook. Yeah, okay. So I just clicked on it. I think I they said, check to see if your market's available. So I filled it out. I didn't even think anything of it. I just went on my way. You know, you just are investigating things. And then I got a call 
back, I got a call and an email and, and, you know, asking if I wanted more information and it's like, eh, maybe, you know what I mean? Just, I wasn't really committed. And then I got a phone call. As I was- Just like a real estate lead, by the way, that's always what we tell people. It's like, what, what, what you were doing when you were kind of just in, you know, casually researching platform, it's not like you're going to sign up today or whatever. That's exactly the frame of mind that buyers and sellers are often in when they inquire. Right. You know, they're just doing some research. And so it's everything that happens after that point that determines whether or not you convert a lead. Right. Cause like at that point yeah. you, you didn't inquire because you're like, I'm going to sign up for platform marketing. You, you, you honestly were just like, I don't know what this is. And I want to find out what this is. Yeah. I want to find out that what this is and what do they mean if your market's available? I mean, sometimes you hear that like for limited time, you know, sign up now you got 14 hours, you know, you see these things all the time on the internet. So I, I wasn't sure if it was something like that. About Zillow or realtor.com is way back in the day. They actually had exclusivity over leads. Like you yeah. would be essentially the only agent getting Zillow leads in this right. zip code. And now it's not that way at all. So I think a lot of agents are understandably skeptical when we say, Hey, we have market exclusivity. Cause it's like, well, I've heard that before, you know? Well, exactly. And, and I didn't even really know what it was. I mean, it was Facebook videos. I had somebody who helped me uh, start some Facebook groups and was putting content on my Facebook page. It was fine. I mean, at least it kept some things going, but I, you know, after our contract was up, I didn't renew. I think we did it for, I think we did it for six months. And I just was like, it's not getting me anywhere. I mean, so I have content and I've done content on my own. I didn't tell you this, but years ago, I I published a book and that's why I originally got on social media was to promote my book. So I was on Twitter. I was on Facebook at the time. And, you know, I did all these different posts and people got to know I had a book, but I didn't have like some explosion of sales because of it. And it felt along those lines, like I was getting attention. I was getting awareness, but I wasn't getting sales as a result. And so at the end of the day, it's nice if people see your Facebook post, but I'm not just post. I mean, I, I got things to do posting on Facebook all the time. Once in a while, it's fine. So I was a little bit skeptical and I shouldn't say, I, I was, I was curious, but I wasn't, ex- I wasn't expecting anything amazing. Let's put it that way. I was curious. And so I had also been looking at some YouTube um, advertising and Google advertising with some other people. So, which I, I implemented and that's a whole other story. Uh, so when I, I just happened to be driving and you know how it is if you've got a long drive. So we have a house about an hour away. It's in a town called Red Lodge. Okay. And so I was driving to Red Lodge just to go to our house. I uh, was leaving, I don't know, it was about four or so. And I got a call from uh, Diana from Platform. And she was, she seemed real nice. I mean, you know how sometimes people are like, oh, hello, is this Nancy Brooke? Da, 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 and they get into their sales pitch. And so usually you're like, eh, not interested, click. 
So with her, it's like, oh yeah, I remember. I mean, you did leave a message and you did send an email and, you know, I'm driving, you know, I, I hopefully I have good signal, but yeah, hey, why don't you just, do you want to schedule time? I say, hey, if you got some time, why don't you just tell me what this is all about now? And so we talked for about an hour as I was driving. Okay. We talked about the whole way and it was a little late. It was a Friday and I was actually quite um, pleased that she had enough interest in her job to not be like, oh, you know, whatever, five o'clock, it's after five. It's, I don't know what where she is or what time it was, but, you know, clearly it's late in the day on a Friday. But she had enough um, belief in herself and her job that she just continued on. Um, so I liked what I was hearing. She, she did talk about some agents that had, I mean, double, triple, 4X their business over a period of years. So she did tell me that obviously you can't predict, she can't predict specifically what's happening in an in individual's market, but she did say that markets like mine, which are more like a big city in a rural type state yeah. tend to do better. Now is, is a Billings, the, isn't it the largest city in Montana? Yeah. Or? Yeah. And we have 120,000. So yeah. in Montana, I mean, we're over a million people now, but I mean, the whole state has maybe, I don't know, let's say 1.2, 1.3 million. Yep. What's yep. small? It's it's a small population center, but that's what she said. She said places like, you know, the Black Hills, and I think she mentioned Sioux Falls. And, you know, you can probably yep. talk about that more than me. And so you have clients who kick butt in like Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Gillette, yeah. Wyoming, basically okay. those like medium sized small towns that are rural in rural states where you have a little bit of a population center uh yeah. our clients in those markets always seem to get like incredible results so now so, you, are, you are 90 days in now i probably should have said yeah. that earlier in the episode but just to give everyone context we're we're recording this as nancy is is really i actually i think it's not even 90 days you're almost to your 90 day mark with platform. So everything she's saying, her experience so far, it's not like she's been a client for a year or two years. She's been with us for basically a handful of months now. It's only been 60 days because yeah. I think I started right after it was right before the fourth. Okay. Because I remember there was an ad and I didn't have time to get it together. So it was right before the fourth I started. So you're basically two months in. Yeah. Right. So as we're having this conversation. So the next question I want to ask you, Nancy, is now that we have a little bit of context about uh, your experience with Zillow when Zillow started to kind of taper off and just the the cost got too high for what you were getting. You did a six month experience with uh YouTube marketing, and I'll I'll just add this caveat here that uh YouTube can work. There are many agents who get incredible results with YouTube. We actually had a speaker, uh, Ken Pazak, at our last mastermind for platform uh, last year who has built uh, a huge huge business exclusively with YouTube marketing. But YouTube is not something you can dabble in. You basically have to make it your full-time job as an agent that you're a YouTube content creator or else it's not going to work. It's not something you can kind of just do part-time as a hobby. You have to be like all in on it or it's not really going to work. Um, so you you tried that. You inquired about platform, did your like due diligence, you know, trying to figure out what is platform, like what is this thing? You ended up signing up about two months ago. So you're about 60 days in. What are the leading indicators that you've seen so far that this is working? Or what's your analysis right now as you're 60 days into the platform marketing strategy? Sure. And I will add that 
first of all, one of the things, I don't know if you've ever read the book, $100 million offer, but they talk about make the offer so easy to say yes to that it's almost like a no-brainer. Alex uh, Hormozzi. Yeah, yeah. That's almost what it was like for me because it's like, well, we don't have you committed to any long-term contract. You know, it's probably going to take you six months before you see some results. Could take a little longer, but that's what we're going to tell you. Uh, we're going to get you started and you have a discounted rate as you're ramping up just to make it make sense for people. And I'm like, well, you know, compared to Zillow, I mean, this is like, I mean, not to be offensive, but kind of chunk change, you know, <laughs> give it a shot. It's a fraction of what you were paying. Zillow. <laughs> to raise my rates, but, but it's just so minimal to try it. And then the videos are so minimal to do. I mean, it's like, okay, I record myself going in a house and do something silly. Okay, I can do that. That's not like me learning the history of whatever this area and giving this travelogue and finding a grave of somebody and in the middle of, I mean, it was just, it was insane the amount of work I was putting in. So like the cost. here is where uh, uh, Huster took his last stand and he, you know, basically <laughs> about like the uh, battle of little bighorn for your, uh, of a realtor YouTube channel. Exactly. I mean, hell, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid robbed a bank. So I told a little story. Yeah. Anyway, it was all these crazy videos and I learned a lot and it was really fun and I enjoyed it. I'm not at a phase in my life where I have, a lot of agents trained to jump in and do the sale once I get them. So I, I mean, that was the other thing. If I'm all in on this, what's going to happen? You know, we as producing brokers have to make sure that our income is matching what we're putting out. So sometimes we have to pick up the slack and do more deals, maybe than we'd eventually like long-term, but that was really important. So you made it like a no brainer. It was going to be easy. You had people who could make me look good. The cost wasn't a big deal and there was no long-term commitment. So I'm like, why not give it a shot? I mean, that's better than most things I've, I've done. So uh, after that, I mean, I just started doing videos and I've been trying to do three posts a week. Um, so that's been my goal. And it's way easier than the YouTube, by the way. So three a week is what I'm doing. I have an amazing person I'm working with on your team named Jackie, and she has been really good. So we have a weekly strategy session. We come up with what the ideas are, and I just I just tackle them as I can. If I have a busy week, it's not a big deal, but that's what that's what we're doing. I also have increased my ad spend and just have told her, you know, look, if you need to spend more on things, don't worry about it. Let's just let's just short circuit this time. So that's what I'm doing as well. So those are the things that I'm doing. So leading indicators, getting back to your so question. Often, um, I've so yeah. often told people, I have to jump in here and say this, that when they ask how long does it take to get results, right? Like the, the question I always have to answer first is, well, what is your monthly ads budget? Because if you're wanting to just do like bare minimum, bare bones and spend $700 a month on the ads, then I'm going to give you a very different answer of how long it'll take to see results than if you're like, I want to spend $1,500 a month on ads because it, it seems kind of intuitive when I explain it. But right. if you're 
if you're spending $1,500 a month on ads, you are, of course, reaching double the amount of people, double the impressions and views and everything every month than someone who's spending 700 And so just mathematically, you're going to get results twice as fast because twice as many people every month are seeing your ads. So there's it's twice as likely that someone is going to see one of your ads you know, that says, oh, I actually do want to sell a house. Let's talk. Or I need to buy a house. Let's talk. And so, you know, someone might get the results in six months doing that, that it takes someone else 12 months to get if their ads budget is double. And I think way too often agents don't take that into consideration. They get into month six or seven and they're like, why isn't this, you know, working, working faster, right? It's like, well, your ads budget is pretty bare minimum compared to what some other people are doing um for for all the platform realtors who are listening to this right now I'll, I'll just speak directly to you i'd say most of our clients that are getting like case study type of results where they're the ones that you see having great success like most of our successful clients that are really crushing it even in a down market you know like this year the average is they're probably spending 1200 to 1500 dollars a month on their ads. So if you're like way less than that, if you're only spending 800, that would be the first thing I would do is just up your ads budget. Sometimes it's actually, actually that simple, but sorry, go on. So you know, and you know what, and again, I really rely on, on my business coach. And what she said is, you know what, we'll put more money to the listing videos because that's the thing that's going to get you traction. I don't know how many listing videos I've done. I've been really fortunate to have a lot of listings lately. And so I probably have done eight also in your first months. Yeah. So I've just been really trying to focus on the listing videos. And then, you know, we did the ducks in a row video, which those are kind of fun. And then just some posts that are like personal moments or, you know, uh, I have some coming up that are going to be people you should know or local business spotlight. So those are the things that, that I've been focusing on. And what I would say, and again, I trust her to tell me where to spend that extra money. And she's like, no, you don't need to go to this level, but if you could spend money here, then that would really help. Totally. Totally. And I think that's actually one spending the extra money on listing videos. That's that's unique about platform is that you are assigned a marketing coach who works with you and they're working with usually about 20 other realtors. So it's uh, not like we farm out like you're, you know, account rep or help support to somewhere in, in like Indonesia or something where it's a call center. No, these are actual American marketing strategists that you work with. You have a weekly call with her and she's, she's almost acting as like the fractional CMO of your business, you know? Well, it's, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, like, and I'll just give you, you know, contrast here. So Zillow, I was considered a major account and so I was, I'll just say upgraded to a different level of advisor. And, and, you know, I mean, he'll check in with me every once in a while, but usually it's to tell me about the inventory releases. Other than that, I mean, we don't have a weekly call. We don't have a monthly call. And I suppose if I requested that, he would do it. But you just have that as your business practice. I mean, to be able to have a marketing coach that's a specialist in real estate and sees these things around the country that work and don't work, that's incredible. Where do you get that as just, again, the cost is so minimal. 
I mean, with how much you're doing, it really is. And I mean, anybody who has a question on the cost, I'd like them to call Zillow and see how much it's going to cost for Zillow leads. So once you go through that, you just would be amazed at how affordable this is. Yeah, I mean, when uh, when uh, anyone complains, you know, about oh the the cost per lead is up, um, in a uh, you know anywhere, whether it's Google PPC, Facebook ads, whatever. Oh, leads are so expensive. The the uh, the question is okay, compared to what, you know, compared to newspaper ads or billboards or Zillow or Realtor.com. It's always compared to what a lead is only expensive if there's another place you could actually get leads way cheaper but there isn't, you know? Well, in the time, I mean, so like, look at the YouTube, maybe if I could hire a videographer who could follow me around and take care of everything, then, you know, then we'd be talking. But if you're a productive real estate agent, I don't know, what are you making 250 an hour? And you think about all of the costs that you're accruing with your time. So YouTube is cheap. I like YouTube. I think it was fun to do, but it's really time intensive. So, you know, leading indicators that I'm seeing already, I, I power lift. So I work out early in the morning, usually five o'clock. And then I, I train my boyfriend at six, some, some days a week, three days a week. So I was leaving the gym one day and I was just visiting with somebody I see every once in a while. And he said, Oh yeah, I saw that house that you have. And it's near that town I was talking about Red Lodge. And yeah, I was really interested in that. And he was chatting about he would be a family house. So this one's listed at 1.4 million. And I didn't know, I just figured he saw it on Zillow and saw that it was my listing and just chatted with me because he knew me. So then he, he I said, well, you know, I'm going to be up there if you want to check it out, you know, I'd be happy to show it to you. you know, no, no big deal. I wasn't like really thinking he was super interested but then he said, oh, you know what? I'm going to talk to my family more and just kind of check into financing. And I'll tell you what, if I want to get a hold of you, I'll just connect with you on Facebook. And I was like, oh, he saw my Facebook ad. That's how he heard about that house. So that was that was the first one. And that one really made me smile because, you know, again, it's a $1.4 million house. Everybody's not going to have the money to buy it immediately but it's getting traction. Furthermore, that video, we have been promoting the heck out of it. And we have, last I checked, it was over 37,000 views. Wow. So yeah, we're in a market, 120,000 people in our kind of our greater metro area, probably around us, maybe we're 175, maybe 200. So that's an incredible amount of views. So that's one of the indicators. No. I, I would also want to add the context when we talk about the uh, uh, the uh, analytics of you know Facebook videos, Facebook ads. That when you say a video had thirty seven thousand views, and let's just be generous and say that the greater Billings area does have two hundred thousand people, because that's probably a a pretty conservative estimate. You know, it might be less than that. Yeah, uh, somewhere between one fifty and two, I would say. Half of that is children. That's what a lot of people forget. Sure. Most is usually about 50% of the population are people younger than 18. So really, and by the way, we're not showing your ads to people under the age of 18, obviously. So uh, if it has 37,000 views and the maximum amount of adults in the Billings area is 100,000, it literally means that over a third of adults in Billings have seen this video. I mean, yeah, over, 
and even if they like it a lot and see it twice, you're still oh. talking, you know, 15, 20. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's, there've been a lot of people who've seen that video and the video is, the video is good, but you know, I don't want people to be intimidated with these videos either. I'm no expert. Um, I had, and my boyfriend hates it by the way, but I've been having him video me on these and he's like, you have to do another take. It's like, yeah, I tripped or I said something stupid. That's a, that's a also, uh, it's part of the upside, I guess, of the platform strategy is that I'm a, I'm a big believer that the best videos that are going to work on social media are not the super duper fancy produced ones where you hire like a Hollywood film producer to, to make your listing video. Cause the, right. yeah, fancier a video is the more it looks like an ad. Right. And the more it looks like an ad, ironically, the less people are willing to click on it because they don't want to watch an ad for a realtor. Right. But if it's a casual video, it's obviously filmed by like an amateur and it's just an honest tour of a house. People are actually way more likely to watch that if it pops up in their social media newsfeed because they don't at, at some emotional gut level, they don't feel like they're being advertised to. They don't feel like they're watching an ad. And that's a lot easier to pull off if you don't have to hire a professional video producer every every time you want to make a quick video. Just, hey, I'll grab my boyfriend and we'll go and film this video in five minutes and knock it out, you know? Well, and I've since somebody in one of my agents in the office did my last one and she was like, oh, this is so fun. So she actually enjoyed it. So I'll probably try to use her most of the time uh, going forward. But, you know, that that is the thing. And I also, this is another little trick that maybe people could use my photographer takes really amazing photos and what he was doing for me was doing videos in nicer houses that you know you kind of run through the whole house and do a video of it but it wouldn't have me in it it would just be the video footage what I've asked him to do now is just to do clips so he does 10 second clips of the kitchen 10 second clips of the living room then we can use those if the footage that i have is shaky or whatever you know i guess the point is don't get caught up if it's not perfect i do try to so i have earbuds that you can talk into and i just try to put those i also have a remote mic which i could use but i just put these in and so then you can hear me a little better. So the sound quality is a little better. I would say if you have something like that, that'll help. Because sometimes you're away from the camera, from the phone and it can be a little bit to hear you. So that's that's the other thing that's great. It's not high-end production. I mean, I've been in shadows sometimes when I'm talking. You know, we do the best we can, but we don't, you know, we don't try to act like we're yeah, movie producers. You're not trying to win an Oscar for cinematography. You're just trying to give an honest tour of a house and make it make it look professional enough to where it doesn't make you look bad right but that uh it, it needs to feel real authentic and that it's not some super polished advertisement right and you know spend your time on looking nice <laughs> you, know I mean? you know just have clothes that are going to look attractive on the camera so usually you know real busy patterns don't go well so just think about those kinds of things if you want to kind of fine tune it so that was the first one was this gentleman at the gym the next one that happened was also at the gym and you got to you know I'm not looking my greatest at the gym I don't shower I don't have makeup on and I was leaving the gym and this gentleman who I know haven't seen him in a while he's like hey I saw your ducks in a row video on Facebook 
He said, oh, I was looking at houses and it came up and I said, oh, that's cool. I said, are you looking to buy a house? And he said, oh, no, I actually am building a house, but I was just kind of checking what was out there. And so it was like, well, that's great. You know what, you know, whatever. We got into a conversation about his house a little bit as I was leaving the gym. So that was the second encouraging note. And I would say the third, aside from just the video viewings, are the comments on my videos. Now I've seen, I'm just going to mention this because I've seen some people in the platform group, oh, I'm getting spam, I'm getting this, I'm getting that. You know what, delete them, don't even worry about it. And if you get a negative comment, as long as it's not really nasty, respond to them. And you know, I learned a little trick from somebody who's in sales and does a lot of Facebook marketing is if somebody says something negative, like somebody, will say to me, oh, you're trying to bring all the Californians in. So you know how it goes. People, sorry if you're from California, but you know, people bash people who are from out of state. You know, we do have open borders for people who live in the United States of America. You're welcome here. <laughs> it's okay. You can move to Montana. It's your right. So one, one of the things that um, I do is instead of just you know, deleting the comment or, you know, being defensive about it, you know, I'll say, you know, well, something like, uh, yeah, gosh, you know, there are a lot of people moving in. Are you looking to buy or sell a house in the near future? So I turn it into a sales response and guess what? They don't want to respond then. So if they're obnoxious, chances are they're not going to respond because they don't want to be sold to. Yep. And, and then and like you come across looking good, you know? Exactly. More importantly there for all the other, like the other thousands of people that are seeing the comments, they see that you engage someone who had kind of a nasty attitude that you engage them with a positive response and you didn't stoop to their level. Like you, you maintained the moral high ground. And so I actually view negative comments on your posts as a huge opportunity. It would be better to have an ad that has some negative comments than an ad that doesn't have negative comments because Every negative comment is an opportunity for you to leave an enlightened, positive response where someone looks at that and they'll be like, wow, she really responded positively. She'd probably be great to work with if that's how she responds to that kind of cynical of uh, of a criticism. And that's something that you just can't do with Zillow advertising or a newspaper ad or a radio ad or billboards or whatever. There's no equivalent of live comments on a post where people can see exactly what you said to someone. So I think that's something that's underutilized by a lot of agents is the, you know, the power of personal replies on social media posts. And you know, the other thing that was interesting, so that again, that house, that's the $1.4 million house. Somebody said, oh, it's right on the highway. It's probably really loud there. And I'm like, you know, it's pretty far back away from the highway. I said, I've, you know, I've never heard any highway noise from the house. And I don't know, you had a, some other kind of snotty comment. Well, then I had like all these people come to my aid. And so I had somebody who said, oh, oh, they said, oh, it's some California, you know, who's trying to get rich quick. And I'm like, well, actually the family who's selling it has lived there for 25 years and they built the house. And so, and then they're like, oh no, we know the people I fished there you can't hear the noise. It's a football field away. She's absolutely right. And so that was really, that really delighted me that because I had a high ground attitude that other people came and defended me. Um, one other thing, if somebody does get really nasty, what you can do, and I only use this sparingly, 
you can reply to their comment and then block them so they can't keep on going. So if they're really nasty, give them a high ground response. Thank you so much for visiting my page. Uh, apologies that you don't like this house. Hope you have a great day. Block and you don't have to see them again. So something I learned in classified ads, I do that sometimes. So all of this has happened, you know, you've, you've, uh, you've, you've had these people tell you, oh, I saw your video on Facebook, or I saw you post this listing on Facebook. And these are like explicitly platform ads. It's not other things you posted on your personal profile. They're the platform marketing campaigns that you're yeah. running. And people have told you, oh yeah, I saw that one point $4 million listing, or I saw this ducks in a row video that you did, which is one of our uh, platform uh, 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 retargeting video scripts. Um, and you've, you've had people tell you in real life that they've seen these posts and you're in your first 60 days. Yeah. And I actually, um, I haven't been great about calling. So we also have ways to, that people can opt in. So we didn't talk about that, but they sign up for mailing lists of different houses, so email lists. So I also have um, started having um, my uh, person make the calls, but even with just sending the email, did you get my list? So it's an automated email. I got one reply back, asked me if I could talk to them that evening and I had a conversation, met with them in person. I know it could be a long-term prospect. I'm not, I'm not there yet, you know, but that was pretty encouraging as well, that people actually respond right away. And then even if they are a little lukewarm, they're going to get to know you. So that's the difference between platform marketing and Zillow. Zillow, yeah, they'll see your little face every time they look at a house, but they don't really get to know you other than, oh, that's weird. She sure has a lot of listings. That's what they think. But with this, all of a sudden they're seeing all of your ads. And it's not about like, hey, buy from me. It's like, hey, here's my other listing. Here's my listing. Here's some information about me. Here's something funny. It just helps them feel like they're getting to know you. And I think, you know, in this day and age, it's all about, I don't, I'm going to use this word. It's a little overstated, but it's all about being a local celebrity. Sure. Not necessarily, I'm not saying I'm, you know, whatever, I'm a famous person, but you want people to know who you are. In the old days, we used to congregate a lot. We used to go to business after hours. We used to, I mean, there's just were a lot of things. And what's happened, I think, especially when, you know, there were a lot of people who just were not wanting to go out after everyone went through 2020, people just weren't the same. People weren't congregating. People weren't doing these activities. And so now more than ever, you have to have a way that they can get to know you without necessarily relying on being in person. So that's what I would say. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were were much more like civically or culturally involved, maybe yeah. not even just in the last couple of years, but like historically, if you maybe go back 25 years it was it was a lot more likely that people were involved at their kids' school or they were involved at their church or they were in a, a bowling league or a summer softball league. Or, you know, there was things that you did outside of work that put you in situations where you in person with other people. I think it was much more common maybe 10, 15 years ago to be involved in your local chamber of commerce and attend chamber of commerce luncheons and events. And now I think with the rise of social media, people have just realized, hey, it's a, it's a lot more convenient to kind of like network on social media 
than it is to attend in-person events or be in a bowling league or things like that. But as we've as we've shifted our lives, I guess, to be more online versus offline, I think we've lost a really important part of our humanity in doing that because human beings are not meant to be on screens all day. You should be in person uh, with with other human beings. And that affects our marketing too. So I don't mean this as like social commentary from Tim Shermack, right? But the the more in-person that you can be in your community, the more situations that you're putting yourself in where you are actually uh, you know, at a bowling league or you're at your kid's baseball game or a dance recital or you're volunteering with your kid's school or your or your church or you're taking a day or two a week to work at a coffee shop versus hiding in your home office right? Like you're getting out in the real world. That's what I'm saying. That will make your online ads way more effective if you are living a life uh, out out in the real world, right? I think, I think too many agents in the last couple of years and the uh, lockdowns and pandemic, you know, probably made this a little bit too easy on us is too many agents are sitting at home in their home office and they're like, oh, I'm going to run some Facebook ads or I'll film some YouTube videos. And they think that all of their advertising strategy can just be online ads. And mm. really, the online ads should be supplementing or reinforcing the actual life you're living in the real world in your community. But if you're never actually getting out and about in person and meeting people, you're just asking too much of your online advertising strategy because that can't do everything for you. It really should just be enhancing the actual life that you're living in the community. Yeah, that's really a good point. And I think, I mean, I know personally, you know, compared to where I was 20 years ago, I mean, it's a different, it's a different world, you know, at least in terms of what I do and what I don't do. So that's actually a really excellent point. Mm-hmm. And how do you, how do you connect with people? You know, you, you want to do something that you find fun. Yeah, right. Like I was to say, even the fact that you go to the gym, like, two of those two of those examples you just shared with me of people telling you oh i saw your marketing that was so great it was people who came up to you at the gym so imagine how different your life or business would be if you never went to the gym and never saw those people they yeah. would know who you are you might have never heard that people were actually seeing seeing your marketing and yet again there's way too many people that i think they just live and work in their home office every day they work out in their own garage rather than going out to a gym. I mean, if, sure. if you're a realtor, I'll just tell you, if, 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 if you work out, it's, it's in your best interest to not have a home gym, right? You should want any, any situation that you can be like, okay, how can I insert myself in person into the community rather than hiding at home? That's better. You should, you should absolutely have a public gym membership at a local gym in LA fitness, whatever, don't just lift weights or exercise at home. You need to be out and about visible to people as much as possible. Even something like banking. Yes, I know that online banking is more convenient, but you should almost look forward to physically going to a bank in your community because every time you do, it's an opportunity for a serendipitous connection where someone sees you at the bank, right? Like try to live your life in person as much as possible as a real estate agent. And I I, I guarantee you, you'll be more successful doing that. Well, Costco. I mean, I see people all the time in Costco. You know, the only thing I would say that's really awful is now I just can't go looking like a bum <laughs> to these places. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I at least have to have some makeup on and look halfway decent, not in my, you know, workout clothes looking like, you know, 
just, I just got out of bed. <laughs> uh, by the way, I was actually talking to Jackie uh, this last week and she said that we have a pretty cool uh, ad. Um, we have a cool like retargeting ad plan kind of highlighting your power lifting and what, oh, yeah. because that's, that's another example of your online ads, you know, your platform retargeting ads will be more effective if we're talking about interesting things you're doing in real life, right? Because it's shared something you're doing in real life and we're just using digital social media marketing to promote that and talk about that. But if you don't do anything in real life, if you're not involved in your church or your kid's school or right. a gym or some civic group or a bowling league or a softball league or you know all these examples that I mentioned, there's not really a lot of source material, raw material uh, for us to talk about in the ads to to position you as being an interesting, involved local person. Because at that point, we have to make it up. You know, like we can't really talk about anything interesting if you're not doing anything interesting. So I'm yeah. I'm glad to hear that you're involved in your community. You know that you're powerlifting. You go to this gym because that gives us as marketers lots of interesting material to work with to write interesting ads. So even though I haven't seen the ad yet, Jackie told me she's working on it. And like when that ad goes out as a retargeting campaign for you, I already know it's going to do really well because when that starts popping up in people's news feeds, it doesn't look like an ad. It's not the typical thing you would see a realtor talk about is, hey, I have this powerlifting hobby. People will read it and click on the pictures or, you know, and like it'll never occur to them that they're being quote unquote advertised too because really they're just getting to know okay. you as a person well that's and you know one of the things i would say it came in handy yesterday i have a client with a bad back and he was struggling to get out of the house and he had some stuff left and and there was this other guy and he's like oh i don't i don't want to ask you to lift this this help me with this cabinet and it's like it's okay i i power lift <laughs> it's like okay go for it so comes in handy if you have an agent who can lip some heavy things once in a while. <laughs> are, uh, are uh, you connected with uh, uh, Jess LaCour down in uh, Gillette, Wyoming? No, I'm not. No, uh, Jackie mentioned her. Yeah, because uh, Jess is also one of our clients and she wakes up at like 4 a.m. every day and lifts. Me too. Uh, her uh, husband, uh, Blaine, actually is the world record holder in squats and bench press. Um, well, so I'm... I'm looking to better my world record and set a world record and deadlift on Friday. So, well, there you go. I, that's my age, you, know, you have age groups and, you know, all those things, weight classes. So, all right. Well, I'm going to have to connect you with uh, Jess because that's crazy that you guys are what only a couple hours away. You both work with platform actually, and you guys haven't connected yet. And you have that in common. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Cool. Well, uh, Nancy, thank you for your time. I know we've already taken a while here is there is there any last bit of advice that you would want to share on this episode either with someone who has not signed up for platform yet or for someone who recently signed up for platform and they're not even sure what they just got themselves into you are only 60 days into it again so it's not like you've been a client for years and years you're you're personally only 2 months into platform what would you say to someone who's either thinking about it or they just signed up what's your advice to them that you wish you knew when you first signed up? You know, I had done so many things that I really felt like this was going to be, like I said, a no brainer to do. So I would just, if, for somebody who's considering signing up, the people you talk to will give you references, check out the references, see how they're doing, see what they're doing that works. 
try to find people in a market that's similar to yours. So, you know, I'm in Billings, Montana. If you're in New York City, it's not the same kind of environment. So think about that. And I would say if you're in it and you're not seeing results yet, first of all, you know, be a little patient. My YouTube video, it took me four months before I got a legitimate lead. With this, it could take six months. It might take eight months. I know there was a gentleman in our platform group who was over a year before he really started seeing some results. So hang in there. And then the other thing I would say is, and this is going to be a little more esoteric, but check your attitude, check your presence, check how you are presenting yourself in the world and in your video. Do you have you know, a friendly disposition? Are you, are you warm? Are you welcoming? Are you having fun? Or are you just, here's my listing at 123 Main Street, blah, 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 blah. That's boring. People don't want to see that. People want to connect with your heart. So I would say be confident and have that connection when you're doing the video. Don't just do the video to do the video, do it with purpose. And then also, this is more of a manifestation technique, visualize in your mind what you want to accomplish. So my goal is within four months, I want to have a legitimate person who's either buying or selling. That's my goal. That's what I need to visualize. That's what I need to expect will happen. So don't just put it all on the vendor. You are the main reason it's going to work or not work. And I'm not blaming anyone if it hasn't worked. You know, talk to your marketing person, see why it hasn't worked, what suggestions they have, and really listen. And don't be defensive about it. That's that's what I would say if it hasn't worked, if you've been at it for a short period of time. Awesome. Well, Nancy, thank you for coming on the show. And hopefully I will see you at the Platform Mastermind uh, later this year in, uh, in Florida. Yes, I have it planned. All right. Awesome. See you there. And guys, we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Thank you. Ciao.